podcast listeners. If you hear my voice right now, I need you to do something for me. I want you to take out your phone or on your computer, go to Apple Podcasts, search for Ask Your Old Head Podcast. You'll see my, my logo, my little picture, my little image there. Find the show. Please rate and write a review. It's a small thing, but it helps others find this work and find what I'm doing here. And it really, really matters, uh, as small as that may seem. So if you could please do that uh, before we get into the show, I much appreciate it. Thank you for listening. Let's get into it. Peace. Peace. I'm adjusting. My brother, Justice Raji. Oh, man. So, uh... Today, I wanted to jump in because we haven't talked about it because there was other stuff happening. But uh, Twitter, which I have a, I don't know, of on again, off again relationship with, but at least a relationship with that, like, I keep the account just so somebody else couldn't get the same name and act like they was me. I guess they could act like they was me. It's not like I'm a blue check, like the old school. Well, shit, now with the blue check, anybody can act like right, you. It it $8 a month, $96 anybody. a year. That could be you. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought it was uh, maybe a good moment for us to add on a little bit about uh, your man's, um, you know, the uh, Elon Musk acquisition and then the subsequent, like, uh, well, I'll say it this way, you know, the simultaneous like, yo, this could crash any minute. And also it seems like, um, you know, a fantastically different assessment of values as it relates to how you treat employees. And I would imagine, I mean, even to the degree that the, you know, tech company employees typically have very high salaries. Um, so sometimes there's the expectation that they either, even if they're treated poorly, it's like, Hey, so what you get paid a lot. So, you know, deal with it. But, you know, anybody that buys something and it just decides unilaterally to fire generally, half of the staff i don't know i don't feel like you got to be have an mba to be like maybe not the best decision at the same time um twitter as it is is still twitter twittering for the most part i mean there are some things that we could i could speak to that at least are a little weird but um i thought it was a good moment maybe we could tap in just because of the, the place twitter plays um kind of in our current kind of media distribution system and information passing system. I mean, I would say of the social networks, it is the social network that most people know the name, even if they don't have a profile or never use it. Like almost any industry, I think people are at least aware of the idea of Twitter, right? Yeah. They don't use it day to day or it's not part of their life. Um, and so um, I guess the place I would want to start with is just what you know. What have you what is what what have you experienced with this uh, uh much heralded yeah. change in uh in, in leadership? Well, well, one, I think like most things in our society at this point, it's it's the thing, but it's the thing behind the thing, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's Twitter, but it's really you know the whole Elon Musk conversation and all the people who gave him all the money because it's really important to think, like. As much money as you think Elon Musk has, like most folks who are really rich, it goes up and down by the day. Right? Because most of their money is in stock options and other stuff. Mm-hmm. Not all of it, but a good amount of it. 
So if you're really rich because you own most of Tesla, or you're really rich because you own most of most of insert company, okay. Well, if that company is worth 20% less tomorrow, their wealth is 20% less tomorrow. So at some point we think about some of these folks and we're like, oh, they're like rich and they are rich beyond our, our imagination, but it's also paper rich. Meaning when he had to actually buy Twitter, he had to sell, he had to find a billion dollars, <laughs> literally. Mm-hmm. And then he had to go to other people with more money than him, which is important for us to think about that. <laughs> think about that. <laughs> right? Like it is important for us not to forget that when you go to Morgan Stanley, that when you go to the folks from Andreessen and Horowitz, Ben Horowitz and Mark Andreessen, right? You're going to people with more money than you who actually have more money to split than like and share and buy things with you and give you the money. So that's an important part of this because if not, then we believe that like he took all his money and threw it all on the, <laughs> on the table, right? <laughs> which is not what happened. He was supported by the global economic system to buy um, an information dispersal platform. Mm -hmm. That means there's a a host of other people. I ain't got to say a whole bunch because that doesn't mean it's a whole bunch because it's not a whole bunch of these folks. There's a host of there's a host of people who say, you know what, you're doing the right thing. We're going to back it and we trust you. And that's how the system works. The system doesn't work because one person is super smart. The system works because people are saying we trust that you can make something work and we're willing to use our money and other people's money to that end. So that's like one thing that I think is really important around Twitter. Yeah. That it ain't just like on a whim, he decided to do this. He was backed by banks and people. Um, the other part is I, I do want to share this one part and uh I added add on back with you is this idea of the court of chaucery in Delaware, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Which, you know, owing to, you know, we're, we're both from the Delaware Valley. So we both understand the uniqueness of the state of Delaware. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is a state that has no taxes <laughs> yet is the, is the place where everyone is, is incorporated at. Yep. Right, and they have a, a court called the Court of Chaucery. That's, a, that's the proper name of it. That actually makes decisions on all financial matters of anything that happens in Delaware, or anything that happens if you are incorporated in Delaware. Is a better way to say. It. When he said he was going to buy Twitter, it destroyed people's positions in Twitter. Yeah. So he cost people hundreds of millions, if not billions of dollars. So it went to the court to the point where they forced him to buy it. Right. Said so you got to do it now. And the fact that there's a court that can force <laughs> someone like him to buy a company. And we don't know who they are, which is just another thing <laughs> that we should be thinking about. Yeah. Well, it's it's an interesting. It's a whole series of things. I mean, we, we could get into the, the the weird way folks 
like assume the genius of this man, right? Like, which when you start to learn about even Tesla and some of this other stuff, he's not really like the technical person. <laughs> he's not the technical no, not person. Not at all. Like, right. Not but it's the perception. Oh, he's so, he's so for, for advanced. And it's like, no, it's, you know, he's not really. And then, you know, uh, and then you get into this idea that like, at least, even at least the external perception based on the kind of you know where I sit in this is that you have this proxy fight of supposed um, right leaning, left leaning, communists. I guess fascists. Is that the other side of the of the of the pendulum? I don't know. <laughs> um, Norm, normally, yeah, socialists. But you know the reality of fascism that it becomes a thing on both sides depending on how you perceive it. Yeah, <laughs> like. like- it becomes the end game of both. <laughs> like you have these, so you have this weird proxy fight that's happening on social media, and 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 this man, from at least the the external lookings of it, uh, you know, positioned himself as like, yeah, and then the free speech and the this and the that, and well, I can just buy it. I mean, I, you know, and the general idea that exists, um, especially in the in the tech space, of the idea like. These folks, I'm an engineer, so therefore, everything that I see is a problem. There's some engine, there's some smart way that I know or could think of that you people couldn't because you're not engineers like me, which you know is a crazy thing um, to do. Um, and, and and I mean that in the most like whatever way we could say that without it having anything related to actual you know mental health and things of that nature. Like I'm talking about people that that, that anyway. Are on the wrong footing <laughs> in their human interactions and engagements, and and a sense of you know quite frankly disrespect of the of of, of the intellect and the intelligence of other people, um, that you would perceive yourself to be so much wiser that you're like yeah I could buy it and make it better and it's like but but here's, but here's the thing here's the thing just we have and I'm saying the royal we royal got it perpetuated a system that we assert that people who run businesses are smarter than the rest of us. Mm-hmm. And then the people who run tech companies are definitely smarter than the rest of us. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like there's one thing to say, you'd be like, okay, well, the person that ran GE, like there's a book uh, and I'm, you know, I'm not bigging this guy up. I'm sharing it, but I think it's interesting called power failure that talks about the origin of GE all the way to like Jack Welsh mm-hmm. in, in the whole thing. And I, you, I bring up Jack Welsh for a particular reason that Jack Welsh was the Elon Musk of his time. Yeah. Salt of the earth, hard charging, right? The guy that made GE what it is. And then some people would say he also was the ending of GE, depending on how you want to take that. Right. But the point is we think that these folks are better, bigger, stronger, and faster. Right? Kind of like the Belichick theory, but we'll go to that in a second. Mm-hmm. And then the tech guys have been actually, they've been successful in fostering and creating the shadow of even bigger than the industry guys that are smarter than the rest of us. And we've all bought into it. Mm-hmm. To me, you know, going back to the idea of Endgame, Elon Musk buying Twitter and being forced to buy Twitter, frankly, because <laughs> again, I go back that we have to say he was forced to buy Twitter. He said he would buy it and could make it better, 
the court said, then you should do that because you cost a lot of people some money. And then he went to other friends of his who also agree he could make Twitter better. And they gave him the money to buy it. And it is important to say this, make a whole bunch of people rich. Yeah. Because he bought their stock options at a point, at a number that made thousands, if not tens of thousands, probably 5,000 multimillionaires. Yeah. Yeah. Because on the other end of that is a bunch of people who got cashed out of their, you know, venture capital position <laughs> in the company. Exactly. Right. The system worked to reinforce the behaviors. Right. You know, like they say in tech, it's not a it's, if, if it's not a bug, it's a feature. Right. Mm-hmm. I would assert to you, to your point, that this is a feature of modern American capitalism and further our infatuation with tech capitalism, which we really are thinking now that anyone that does it just really is smarter than the rest of us. <laughs> Even if you spoke, you, you know, you talk too much <laughs> and then you had to go buy a company. Right. <laughs> which for, for us would be the epitome of wisdom knowledge, right? <laughs> and not wisdom knowledge, not wisdom knowledge that people want to understand it for those who are listening. But <laughs> Acting before <laughs> properly doing the knowledge and drawing something up and saying, this is what I want to do. But if you're talking late night with a side of, you know, scotch on your, you know, <laughs> in your cup and you're telling people you could do something. Well, now it costs you millions of dollars. And now we have to deal with the idea of you taking a company that we all looked at as all as a public company private which adds on to your point about the broader kind of context for it yeah and 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 it gets to the, the like the, there's a couple other like foot holes I wanted us to touch on because like you know you you have in here this this core thing of like you know the reality of black twitter and like the way uh black folks in the united states and i would say across the diaspora because there's at least at least at least in the in the english speaking twitter world i don't know how twitter shows up when for those who don't speak english right and i'm saying that as a understanding that there's a whole other layer to twitter and all of these social networks and how they function within other societies that are not the united states um and also was a big concern even with like the things that you cut you know when this man took over was some of the moderation stuff the things that were you know, really, in some ways, the company doing the business that it does while trying to protect people who may exist in countries where saying certain things on the internet could put your life in danger. And, and, and not just in a, from, by the state apparatus, not just from other people within the state apparatus, right? You mean like there's people in, people who get all kinds of crazy language at them on the internets due to their, um, their activism or social political works um in the United States but they're not necessarily getting those threats from like the United States army where in other parts of the world that is not the case right or whatever vehicle within those countries would have the capacity to to inflict violence as recompense for stating or saying what you said um the sense of like these this uncoupled idea of free speech right where again you free speech from the government that you know the whole thing in the constitution is about the relationship between people and the government 
you know, it's not, it's more complex than just, you know, whatever way folks typically speak of it. And then you have um, these different things that people that inter- interface with this vehicle. And so like the idea on one hand that it, 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 it is permanent um, in that it, but on the other hand, it is actually ran by like this swath of like technology and people and policies and rules and systems that, you know, even if it hasn't clearly turned a regular profit, it does turn or it has generated revenue because of its existence. And right. you you like in the midst of all that, this individual, you know, like I said, who has the means and the access to the means. And and and, and is, I think it's a good reminder to folks. And I hopefully for folks that don't grasp this, although I guess some people to them, these two things are synonymous. Access to capital does not mean access to the best ideas. You know what I'm saying? Access to the, the the machinery and the mechanism to activate resources does not mean that your plan or use for those resources is always best. Um, but so, also, oh, it, hold on, one. but yeah, yeah, but it, and then it's like uh, in the, in the, in the same with it was weird being on Twitter, kind of like to see what was going to happen. Like, was something crazy going to happen on Twitter? That, right. <laughs> which was like, I don't. I'm not sure how I would know most days because I sometimes don't totally know how to enter engage with Twitter in any uh, time of the last five years. Because I'm like, you know, yeah. yeah. Well, again, so there's just to add on, there's two parts to that conversation. One is the fact of how you shared about it and what Twitter became as like obviously in other countries and what happens to be able to express things that are going on? I think you said it, said it very eloquently. But it was still a company. It was still like a business. Yeah. Like it wasn't a, a public service. And I think we got into this conversation, again, a royal we, not individual we, of thinking that like Twitter is is like serving all of us versus like you're serving it. You could do some good things on it, but you shouldn't confuse the fact of its origin story, right? It's kind of like a, the whole thing they say, like, you know, if it's free, <laughs> you know, you're the thing they're selling. Right, you're the product. <laughs> you're the product. Right? And that's true in technology. If it's free, you're what they're selling. Now that doesn't mean it doesn't mean all the things that have happened on Twitter, which have which have made good things happen, and I acknowledge that. But again, this is going into the mythos of the tech executive. In this case, Jack Dorsey, who was like the enlightened tech executive, who would never do anything bad. Twitter was here for all of us, right? <laughs> Until Twitter's not making enough money. And then when Twitter's not making enough money for the people who are investing in Twitter, then the conversation becomes different. Mm -hmm. So then we almost were lulled, and I'm going to use that term, to sleep about the use of Twitter because of the executive we connected it to. So it's it's really much like a Luke Skywalker, Darth Vader type of situation. Like Jack Dorsey, 
you know, hung, hangs out with certain people. He fasts. He does all these things, right? Mm-hmm. He, he's very enlightened. He, he partners with Jay-Z. They buy title, right? Like, you know, Jay-Z gets a seat on Square. How bad can the guy be, right? He's connected to our favorite Black capitalist. <laughs> and then the other, the villain buys it, right? But the villain and the hero are all with the same people. <laughs> mm-hmm. They're both hanging out with the same people. They both get money from the same people. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so, and again, I want to say this to say that I acknowledge the role that has played in social justice movements in America and all across the world. But it was still free for you to use, which meant you were still the you were still what was being sold. Elon Musk came and said, I'm being honest with y'all about what's happening. <laughs> and goes back to your idea, the smug sense of self-importance of I'm going to tell you about this and I can do it better. And now we're going to have a new thing. And then once you get inside and recognize what was going on in the thing, right? You recognize that the thing you thought you were buying wasn't the thing you were buying. Right. Which it also is a thing of like, again, wisdom knowledge and not your universe, not the not the blessings of activating your information, <laughs> but acting before what you know. <laughs> yeah. Because you bought something that you didn't do due diligence on. And, and Which leads to your point about the the firing and just the 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 horrible lead, like corporate leadership. Yeah. Well, then it begs the question in the future when someone writes, you know, does the case study on this, like, you know, I mean, I guess you know if you look at the age of the robber barons, where like folks had so much access to capital in in such an un. Like, you know, Elon Musk is, is operating in a totally different business environment than any of us if we were like, yeah, I got this idea for an app and I'm going to work on it. And I'm going to like develop the code and I got these partners and my partners. We're getting together. Like, you know, we can't drive. I can't send an email to Morgan Stanley. Be like, hey, I got an idea. <laughs> Can I talk to you? Uh, you know, <laughs> my name is Justin. Yeah, I live. I live in Oregon. Nah, don't worry about that part. I'm saying I got this great idea about Twitter. Like, <laughs> you guys should, you guys should holler at me. You know what I'm saying? Like, so right for, for like us, like watching this happen. I mean, I definitely would say that there was a bit of like, yeah. I mean, you know, ultimately, like my my experience, the worst case scenario is I would go on to the Twitter machine to like, which I did do. Which, you know, people were like, well, if you want to save your data, you know, from whatever tweeting you were doing, and da 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 da, to do these steps. And then, you know, do this to, like, keep your account from being, you know, sacrificed or controlled, da-da-da. But, like, one day, like, I click on the button on the Twitter, and then it just, like, it goes circle, 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 circle forever. And nothing happens because the app broke, right? Because their service failed, and, you know, it it crashed. And then it would be like, that's it. I'd turn it off. I'd, I'd like, swipe, swipe away. <laughs> and that would be the end of Twitter. That would be my surface of exposure to what Twitter is. There are other people. Right. Um, I mean, you know, one of the things I think some people say as a criticism or at least as a as a thing to think about with the way Twitter functions, Twitter for writers, and there are a lot of people, some people whose writing I enjoy or columns I like to read, 
that the place where I could come across their work or if they had something new up would be Twitter, right? You know, um, there's a whole ecosystem of like that part of Twitter. There's the ecosystem, you know, Twitter of 10 years ago was not the Twitter of today where there was these pockets of very like niche conversation, you know, of black folks and different folks or these folks or that folks of different, whatever they was into, where they had this like, you go and you know, what what's trending you know, the idea of what's trending on Twitter today, you know, has morphed into this other thing and, and become a, a proxy, maybe not always an accurate representation of what most people are into, but at least something that was observ- observable, right? Um, you right. Know, what happens to to the, you know, the the discussions I heard were like, well, what happens if that doesn't work? And 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 where would these people find each other? Like, you know, in many ways of the different social media vehicles, it is the one where you most have the opportunity to go engage with somebody that's not really what you're into without having to like join them, so to speak. Like you could search for their top that topic. You know, if somebody was talking about Kenny Chesney, I ain't into Kenny Chesney, but if I wanted to find out. Right. Kidney, Kidney Chesney people were talking about today. Like I could search Kidney Chesney and just see what pops up. And it might be something interesting, might be not. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, Taylor Swift or, I mean, there's a lot of people in Taylor Swift, just not me. Um, what's the, uh, you know, Beyonce, what Beyonce do? What did, uh, what science thing happened? You know, there was a science thing. You can go search the science thing. Like, oh, it's a, there's, there's a quark. And the quark was next to a thing. And we, we you gotta, gotta read about this, right? You could, engage with a sense you know on this is on the positive side on the other side of it though it was also the one where you know you you if you tweet a tweet about certain topics and then watch the bots that find your minuscule exposure to the internet and start going but what about chicago (laughs) do you right like you're like wait a minute who are you are you following me why am i getting this tweet why am i getting this response to this, you know, whatever one line I, I decided to share or article I, I, I reshared because I thought it was interesting, right? And it's, you know, because there's a whole infrastructure of, you know, people messaging and counter-messaging. And, you know, it's, you know, it's probably going to be fascinating. But the, like, I think the, the last uh, little, little touchstone I want to say is, I mean, at this point, it hasn't crashed and stopped working yet, which is what people have been saying, like, any day it could crash and just stop working um you know the idea that you fired people that ran stuff and you didn't mean to fire them but because you fired some people that you don't want back and you fired some people that you want back you can't let nobody back because you don't want the people that don't want back to come back and mess up the stuff is ridiculous (laughs) it's it's terrible leadership But you know, well, well that, that's the thing. Like that, they're good at what they're doing. They're just- we don't. We but I, that's why I'm gonna go back to the tech thing. We didn't. Even with the robber barons, we didn't. We assumed they would do the thing that served their company the best, mm-hmm. and then serve the shareholders the best, right? Because that's what American capitalism is based on. You serve the shareholder. Mm-hmm. But by taking it private and then being like, it doesn't have to serve that. Like you could literally kind of handicap the business, right? Which is an entirely different context for what we would think someone could do, especially if they had $40 billion or whatever the number is, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Again, 
only one fortieth that she came from that person. <laughs> like you know that it didn't come from that person. So it's like the leadership that you expect. It also does speak to the. And I'm going to say the other side of this, and I don't know this, but was Twitter as a business that would produce the outcomes of profit too big? And I don't know it for sure, but if I look at the stock numbers, it kind of says it might have been a little bigger than it should have been, but it clearly was not as small as it's been made now, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And for me, it's been very instructive. Like, Black Twitter's cool, right? But I'm going to go to the bottom of the eight of Black Twitter. And I'm going to say it. <laughs> the bottom of the eight of Black Twitter is this information put out that people perceive as true and there's no proof. Yeah. The bottom, of the, eight, the bottom of the eight of Black Twitter is that it could be very aggressive on people who just don't think what everyone thinks. Because it's it, it the algorithm is controlled by people who say the most and do the most and people who like what they say and do. Mm-hmm. It, Black Twitter also has led to misunderstandings of uh, of political of like you know elections, electoral politics. Because mm-hmm. people have confused Black Twitter for voters. Yes, Black Twitter is a certain component of voters. Who at least from the Democratic side, because I don't get to see the Republican side because I'm not part of the algorithm, right? But it's an important part of the you know Democratic electorate, but it is not the whole of the Democratic electorate. Yeah. And people started to believe that it was like the electorate. Well, it, it's very interesting because to me, I think about it, it's in the absence of some other vehicle that has a, a finger on the pulse of what people are talking about, it can appear as the strongest thing where, you know, there, right. there, there's a case that can be made. That's like, there's a lot of people that are really in this conversation. This may not actually be the, whatever this conversation is, whatever appears to be the central theme may not necessarily move beyond these people that are involved in this conversation, <laughs> right? Um, right. No, that's actually that's actual fact. Yeah, I'm saying it, and and then even the, uh, you know, the 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 other part about that is that it, it doesn't actually suit itself as a place to actually sort out a discussion, <laughs> like like the sort out. Some, I mean, I guess our recent discussions about a couple individuals being highlighted as this is not the venue to try to. If you was trying to say something. Maybe this wasn't the place to do it because right. there's no, you know, it's, it, it, it is, it is not, it has not developed to that right now. It is sometimes a great place. Like I said, like it's sometimes there's threads that I've found. There's, there's things that are, I find quite entertaining. There are threads that are like, oh man, that's informative. I should go back like, you know, oh, and here's links to all these things to go read right on a subject. And you're like, oh, well, that's great. Like kind of top side <laughs> or you can, you can, you know, even the top side of a black Twitter, like the, you know, 
whether perceived or you know probably not really new but definitely a modern discussion on representation in media like when the oscar so white happened right yeah you know i'm saying like these things that are they can appear like you might think that this was a new conversation but it's just the current version of the conversation you know what i'm saying about representation in media and in 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 the presence kind of in 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 the larger space of the world um but then, you know, the other side of it is it's sort of like, you know, folks always find a way to be communicating about stuff. If this goes away, there'll be something else. You know? Listen, I, let me say this. To your point, and I and one, I think you you make a really good point on the on the top side, um, the top of the eight, in a sense of the sense of community. And I I'll put out there that I have a theory about the sense of community that as the spatial context of black people has changed mm-hmm. where we find community has changed and to my point there was a time that the corner was the center the church in the corner was the center mm-hmm. of black communal life right right like that's where it happened at you know, anything that you want to find happen could have be happening on the corner or in the church, right? That's no disrespect to my Christian brothers and sisters. I mean, generally. <laughs> then it went from the corner to the bars and the pool halls. Because then it went to a place where if you want to find people, where did you go? You went to the pool hall. Yeah. Then you went to the bar. And you still went to the church, Right. And then it got to a point where, well, maybe it wasn't the corner or the the pool hall, or now it was like a club, right? And now there were smaller churches that proliferated. So my point is like that that sense of community has always shifted. But one thing about what I'm what I'm saying is it was always in close personal proximity. Yeah. What we find in community now, in the broader sense, in, in the, the big sense of community, is that it's not in close proximity. And I think it's mirrored the shift in proximity of people to each other, mm-hmm. where now community has become much more about shared ideals than shared proximity. Mm. And I think Twitter was the perfect place to give birth to this idea that it was no longer necessarily about if you were at that place, right. it was about like, did we share something in interest? Right. Right. Where we where did we see the world similarly, you know, similarly, similarly. I like that. Yeah. I like that. Similarly. I like that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know, I yeah, like we came from that. Yeah, I appreciate it. You know what I'm saying? Like, so then, and then, and then we can like talk and then we can, you know, maybe make fun of these other things and, and there's all these other nuances of, of what Twitter has been and where it has shaped and, and like as more people started using it and then, and, you know, concern for size. And but it it it's it still I, I think it. Um, I don't know that we've still totally figured out. What this social what's what are the best use cases for these different social media vehicles, you know, what I'm saying like how they show up in our lives and. And and they do not they they can suffice as a contact point, 
depending on your circumstances, but there is still a, that a, I think a long term question about like, you know, if you're coming together via this method, are you is 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 this sufficient? You know what I'm saying? Is you know a level of connection? Is, is it a, is it a useful level of connection versus this is like this is this is the goal is to be connected via one of these tools? I mean, and um, I guess the um. Only other thing, and, and I just think it's just a, a, a time, you know, we can start to move towards a wrap up. Um, is you know, if if anyone, if you have structured, you know, your whole kind of reality and you know, financial, you know, whatever it is you do, it requires a dependence on a on a on basically ultimately what is a a a piece of software owned by some people, um, you know. Circumstances change, and you know, hopefully, we'll be safe. I, I would say my biggest concern would be from other places in the world where this had become something that was an outlet to get information moving. You know, can we can we find other ways to move it if this fails? And then there's also this opportunity. There's a reality that as much as that dude or that man may own it, ultimately, he's not actually the content. <laughs> that's on it and and even the even the you know the, the classic case of uh of capitalism as we've experienced it in our age is like well you know i don't really like what they saying but i'm still making money so i'ma just go ahead and let it roll <laughs> so i right. make money on it because that's what capitalists do <laughs> i mean it, it's kind of like the you know i, I think about like the Coalition for Public Broadcasting, right? Mm. Like, you know, we're growing up and it's like Sesame Street. Mm. Shit must be free. I can watch it on a channel that doesn't sell anything else, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> like, you know, NBC, ABC, CBS, the W, all these other joints, right? They sell something, Fox. It's this one channel we're growing up that doesn't sell shit. So you're like, oh, that's the public good. And then you recognize the challenging nature of the, you know, Coalition for Public Broadcasting <laughs> since Nixon, right? Right, right. You know, there's stuff that comes with that. So there is a conversation about do you need a public good that serves this bigger picture? Because if you have a a public good, but a public good in the sense of investors that are not you, all right? that good can change whenever people see fit. Mm -hmm. And if we, you know, if you're thinking about that, how do we have something or do we create something that actually serves to your point, this broader sense of getting messages out in spaces that as much as we don't like America, there's some spaces that uh, there's a much bigger price to pay for what you may tweet. Mm hmm than America. Yeah. yeah. You know, Kyrie Irving notwithstanding. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, you know, because I'll just be real. It not only took him to tweet what he tweeted, but then people to ask him about it, then be like, I don't know what y'all talking about. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and they'd be like, right? <laughs> it, it, it took, it took, you know, Kanye West, yo, I said something crazy that Dave Chappelle said, I woke up. And tried to see if it was still there. It was still yeah. there. <laughs> like you didn't even erase it. <laughs> like you had a chance to erase that shit, dog. Like, so right. I'm just saying. Right, right, right. 
you know, so there is something to be said for that. So there's a, a, a to me, like a thing of the importance of a public good that serves this. And you're right. Much of it will stay up because it makes money because now again, there's global capital that's $40 billion into what this decision is. Mm-hmm. Right. So at the end of the day, it does have to make money. And a, and a, a related aside that might be for conversations, you know, is uh, Disney just replaced their CEO after only like 18 months. Yeah, yeah. It went back. Right? Uh, yeah. It went back to Iger. Like, oh, man, okay, well, we got to get rid of this other guy. This is Disney, Jack. <laughs> right? AKA, if what you are doing is not making money, we you have to go. So there is something to be said for that, but it does remind you, even if it brings you something good in the broad of, in the broad sense of global capitalism, it's bringing you something good because it's making someone else some money. Mm. And I'm not saying that that's something that everyone has to be paranoid about because all y'all listening, you know, as long as it doesn't compromise, you know, just and nice principles, try to make some money here. <laughs> <laughs> Well, as y'all know, we ain't, we ain't compromise our principles because we can go do other stuff during the day. Yeah, absolutely. You know, but it, but it is something to think about. So, I, I mean, to your point, it's like, you know, seeing through the, frankly, the facade that is tech leadership. Um, but then also figuring out, to your point, like, where's, you know, where's community? And if community is only online, you know, or communities only online and the thing we're used to using, you know, can we be can we be organic and pivot to, you know, kind of take get the best parts and, and not care about the poor part. Indeed, indeed, indeed. All right. So so you know, I mean I guess not it's not a postmortem on Twitter because it still works, you know, even if it is a little buggy. <laughs> Even will like the motherfucker that's running it. Yeah, I will say my the stuff that pops up in my feed is like a couple of people. I'm like, man, it seems like I'm seeing a lot of tweets from this person. I don't even know. I didn't even know I followed this person. You know what I'm saying? Man, like, this is strange. It'd be, it be people I don't even know I know. They'd be like, well, so when you follow someone that you follow, follows them. Why the fuck do I got to follow them? <laughs> I didn't ask y'all for that. I don't know. I don't want to talk to them. Come on, man. Give me a break. Give me a break, dog. I don't know them anyway, man. <laughs> but no, but I, I think. um. It's not a postmortem, but it is a reality check for everyone Mm -hmm. that just because you always had it at your disposal doesn't mean it was yours. Absolutely. All right. I think that's good. You know what I'm saying? You know, for the good order. So with that, I say peace. Peace. Thank you for listening to Good Brothers. Thank you to my good brother, I'm Majestic. Good Brothers is a part of the Ask Your Old Head podcast and it's produced and created for you by me. Uh, uh, also, obviously, with the collaboration of my good brother, I'm Majestic, but Ask Your Old Head as a whole uh, reality and whole experience is, is that of my own making and my own exploration into, uh, I guess, somewhat the development of myself and the development of, of humans in, in a broader context. But you can support the podcast best by listening uh, sharing uh, where you listen rate and subscribe where you listen and um, you know 
get the word out there and if you enjoy anything that you hear in this these conversations feel free to reach out to justice raji uh, pretty much on any of the social media platforms that i use uh, other than that um, you know you can become a patron search for justice raji on patreon and you can sign up to monthly contribute to the upkeep and the back-end cost of producing you know, digital content and then you can go another step is look to the etsy shop or ask your old head and buy a sweatshirt or a mug of the arts culture um, products uh, but i guess i should just make an ask your old head sweatshirt maybe that'd be the one. we'll see i don't know in any event you know any support is appreciated and um, you know please take the best part for yourself so with that i say peace